another episode of Facts Over Finish the Podcast. I am your host, none other than SPI, the most Easty, the Bangadocious One Bay Machiavelli, aka VJ Keyway. And I am honored to um, introduce to you today's guest, none other than the 818's finest, my nigga Hitman. Uh, pleasure for you being here, man. All the time. I would love to give a little background on how this uh, connection was made. I appreciate the organic essence of the experience. I was in the black box doing what I do as VJ Keyway on a custom, uh, on a normal basis. And there's a part of my uh, show where I go to the phone lines. And typically when we go to the phone lines, we titled it Real Near Radio. And it's basically a chance for the public to tap in with their voice and get their perspective on the subjects that I discussed in the earlier part of the um, program. And there's no face to the uh, callers. They're just calling on the phone line. And we have a, a, a very wide range of different reactions, perspectives from the callers. And every now and then I get a caller that resonates with um, the message so well that it causes me to just shut up when they get on the phone and allow them to completely have the floor and I humbly received their message. And today I'm um, honored to have a guest on the platform that that is our experience. Just me keeping it a Google, um, expressing myself on touchy subjects to the public, not knowing who agrees, cares, who argues. Somebody that is um, found um, firm in principles and character taps in and just gives me confirmation that I'm on the right page and I'm honored to have my partner from the 818 Hitman here at the Facts Over Feelings um, platform podcast. I want him to know that here, the ratio of talk time is guest to host. So it's on you. Um, I appreciate your perspective, your energy, your willingness to be here, not only to collab with me, but to show support of the movement that I've already pushed in the uh, public. So we got a few things we want to talk about today. I first want to allow you to give a little extension to your introduction, anything you want to know the people to know about you in general. And then I want to get your perspective on being a stump down stand up nigga from the Valley in Southern California versus the general South Central Compton area and your experience or struggle with that, if any, being in prison and being able to maintain that status of a solid top tier man, even though you come from a region that may have a reputation of not being exactly like Compton and South Central, but at that, I want to hand you the floor. All right, man. First off, my birth certificate is Cypacoima only. Shout out to the Pacoimas. See what I'm saying? That's where I was born at, at Lutheran. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of you cats don't know where that's at. Lutheran's been torn down, but that's where I was born at. You know what I'm saying? I come up out the valley with a whole bunch of valley cats, man, but I'm prison raised. I'm YA raised county jail raised. That's why I did the better half of my first damn near 30 years at, mm. you know what I'm saying? I caught my first case in the Valley in 1983 when I was 10 years old and been in the system all the way up to 2012 when I discharged that last number and I've been out ever since. Wait, hold up. I am not an expert mathematician, but let me do a little calculation. You said 83? 83. To 12? All the way to 12. So I all right. That's when I discharged that number. Proceed. And so, living there, you know, I moved around a lot. I was that so-called bad kid that they had to send me to all the different family members because they thought it was the environment instead of it being me. But mm. it, was, it was all me. 
it was all me, you know what I'm saying? I can't put it on nobody but me. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times our parents got that confused. Well, if we send them to live in Aunt Whoop-de-Whoop and Granny Whoop-de-Whoop, they going to get it together. He's going to be in a different environment. But guess what? It had nothing to do with the environment. I know it's you me. Look, look I swear I got to say something because my mama, I'm her only son. She tried her hardest to save me. You know, the tattoo you see in prison a lot, mama tried. That's my life. She. I can tell you, it got to a point in my life where she said, she tell me she used to think that everybody was a bad influence on me man. until she realized I was the bad influence. Go ahead, I just I had to, I can, re, I can relate to that. Until I finally, man, I was in, uh, I got sentenced by Judge Dorn, man, the California Youth Authority out of Englewood. And my mama said she was so happy mm. that she knew I was gonna be at it night. You know what I'm saying? Because the way I ran them streets. Mine too, go ahead. She was happy to see me go, man. And I'm gonna keep it 100. It was that jail experience that really shaped my life and made me what I am today. Man, I'm a business owner two times over. Salute. I'm a community activist. Salute. I'm out there in them streets because of them experiences that I went through Salute. as a child, man. Well, and, when, and you say your experience being incarcerated for the majority of your youth into your early manhood shaped you. Are, what do you mean? Like, like, cause some people would act like you're saying that it was a good thing. Well, you know what? Being that you're now established as a strong individual and you're saying that's how you got it. For me, it was a, what you call a, a bad situation turned good because I was exposed to things that we are, we're not really privy to on the streets. Right. We let it blow past us. But when you come into them systems, you experience racism mm. firsthand. Mm. You experience the hate when you're a black man from all around. Mm -hmm. That you know, it's kind of slides past you on the streets. Mm. But when you're up in there and you see it coming from all angles, it shows you and shapes your life and how to deal with things, how to associate with certain people, no matter how to conduct yourself in certain situations when you know what that other man is thinking about you. Mm. You know what I realized from that same perspective that we overlook in real life I realized that principle becomes far more important in prison because the same way an individual like you and myself can get into it on the streets over $100 or $2,000 or $20,000, mm -hmm. in prison, we put that same energy behind a 25 cent suit yeah. or a stamp. You're 100% right. Yeah, and so and therefore, go ahead, go ahead. With, with, with the way my homies look at me, and it's across the board, don't fuck with it, don't hold hit nothing. He gonna do for you, gonna look out for you, but don't owe that man nothing. And that comes from the principles that, like you say, was established behind that wall. Don't count my There's somebody from my set that got the same exact reputation, one of my G homies. I ain't gonna say his name, but anybody that know, know who I'm talking about. You know, do not accept no credit from cuz unless you gonna handle your candle. Exactly. Oh, God. And I mean, that's the way it was even in the pen. I mean, somebody asked me for a couple of noodles, and they'd be like, man, I'm going to get you back at Canteen. I would stop them right there. Listen, homie, <laughs> when Canteen come, there ain't no excuses. Exactly. I don't want to hear it because mm. you put yourself in that type of obligation when exactly. you told me that. If you like, here, can I get a couple of noodles I need? Man, you can get that. You know what I'm saying? I'm blessed. I ain't got no problem with blessing you. But if you come in and start the conversation talking about how you gonna get me back, now you needs mine right. when you say you're gonna get it back, it's right. gonna be a problem. Right. Oh, well, then never mind, hit out of one. Well, you know what that tells me? You knew you was blowing smoke up my ass when you first said it, but yes. now that I'm laying this down on the table, you just said, okay, right. I'm good, I don't want it. Right. Right, well, and I still judge you a wiser man yeah, by exactly. not accepting this. Because you kept it. Yes, yes. Hey, check this out, here you go anyway.
You know what I'm saying? Mm. You can go anyway because, like I say, I feel like I've been blessed, homie. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been a hard head all my life, and folks never gave up on me. So being that they never gave up on me, man, I feel like I owe the world the same thing. I don't mm. give up on nobody. You know Not often do I get preached to. I seem to find myself in the position of being the message giver often. I love receiving the message on my mama mama because it's I, I don't I can't listen to many of most. It gotta be somebody that's not even trying to teach me to teach me. They really just share it. And that's where I get my jewels in. When I, I can tell you coming from the gut of your experience. So I'm getting jewels that you probably dropping that you're not even realizing, just sharing your experience. I, I wanna know your perspective on like, you know. And I'm not gonna call no names because it's what's obvious is obvious. And for those it's not obvious to this part of the conversation is not for you perhaps, but in general, being from any area, especially LA or Southern California, it typically seems like people have pride um, in the actual area that they represent. Like no matter how the general public perceives your area compared to the more popular area, real niggas be like, I don't give up we this shit over here. That's the general perception. Like, you know where I'm from. I got homies from Carson. You know how Carson is perceived in general. Man, I lived in the blocks, man, for eight years, man. I went to Annalee. My brother and sister went to Curtis. So, you know my homies from Carson do not go out their way to try to claim LA. They claim DA. That's where yeah. we from. Like, what is your perspective on one of the most popular characters, personalities known in the West Coast currently? being very present on the internet and rather than having the same passion for a section like Snoop Dogg, Long Beach, Easy e Compton, uh, the way people get down, that's the way they get down. Vince Staples, Long Beach, he's not hollering, Compton, uh, my nigga Doty, that was from Gardena, he was Gardena. What do, you, what do you make of a guy who finally gets a chance to be in front of the world and put on for his section and instead of like, we know more about the Valley than we ever knew. We got a guy that wants to seem to be perceived to be from LA or Compton or something. What? And I don't want you to be disrespectful to anyone. I'm not inviting you to that. I just want to know your perspective because I know my experience with real niggas from the Valley, rest in peace, big payback, my artist at one point. He was from Wissett, he was from the Valley. Yeah. And when he got on the mic and on the camera, he was banging the Valley, the A18. Yeah. So I just wanted to open up that level of the, the conversation and see if I can get your perspective on that subject matter. Okay, first off, I'm gonna start it like this. Everybody's experience ain't our experience. You know what I'm saying? I learned to stop judging people on how my life experience is. Everybody's not gonna react the same. I feel like people grasp onto where they from when they become famous and whatnot even when they're not famous, because we want something to hold on to, man. Us mm -hmm. as black people, they we've been stripped of everything. Mm -hmm. So when we got something to grab onto, we grab onto it. Now, on, on answering the question that you're talking about here, you know, like I say, everybody do their thing. I feel like anytime you got the mic and you can influence, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You got people that's coming up under you, you bring them with you that's willing to come with you. And that's how you gain the fame and the popularity for your area. Now you allowing other people to be noticed that come up out of that area that don't nobody know about. Right. You're supposed to big up your town. 
all the way because you know what you came from. You know that the opportunities was limited. So when you're able to slide up out of that, come on, man, open the door up. And that's what I I can see. I mean, nationwide, worldwide, it seems like that's the spirit in hip-hop, entertainment, anywhere. People can't wait to get some shine to put on for their section who doesn't necessarily get shine. Like, yeah. How do you miss that main element of this experience? That's what everybody is about. We disagree on a lot of things. People got different perspectives, way they approach the game, but worldwide, everybody agrees. When I get on, I'm gonna put on for my section. And in Bacoima especially, man, that's family orientated. That mm-hmm. town was everybody knew everybody. It was a real tight knit community and everybody was brothers, everybody was sisters. It was a family thing before it was a gang thing, mm. even the 100. Like I say, you know, prior to, they had the wise rides, but they also had the Pacoima rides. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of cats ain't hip to it, but they was doing their thing. Pacoima, Lakeview Terrace was the black suburbs of the Lakeview, So when you say Lakeview Terrace, Lakeview I've, Terrace I've often been confused sits. at how someone is ghetto seemingly as Rodney King got caught up in Lakeview Terrace, but now you telling me Lakeview Terrace is like has a poison pit as far as the L.A. Yeah, because I mean the Valley. Everybody came up out the terrace. I never realized that. Yeah, that's the deep. terrace was all black. That's Carson. Mm. That's how Carson is. Carson and Compton. Bam. Lady Terrace McCoyman is right here smack dab next to each other just like Carson and Compton. Mm. Same thing. They smack dab next to it. And Lakeview Terrace was all houses. It's Cause. all family. See how easy it is. Look, bro, all my life, Rodney King, Lakeview Terrace, then he got railroaded, police. I'm thinking he was way out of his element no. where ain't no niggas at. That quick, you gave me a whole nother perspective on it makes sense why he was out there because it's we out there fucking around. Okay, think about this. You know they always throw the functions in the valley. It's at Handsome Dam. Okay. I can throw a rock from Handsome Dam to the Terrace. Okay. It's right here. It. I mean, that's the, that I was the black it. suburbs of the valley, and I'm going to say it was. Okay. Everybody is gone now. Almost like, I don't know if you know where the Stevenson Village is. Yeah, I know where Stevenson Village is. So, All the Carson Compton exactly, border, same shit. Okay. Exact okay. same thing. But Bacoima had the projects. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's real projects like the Watts. Okay. Right. So There's projects in Bacoima. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But if you ever look at the projects, you always see. The blacks and Mexicans function together in projects. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Similar like Watts was originally as well. Exactly. And Harbor City and people and all that. Exactly. So, but Coima, once again, you got what you call the Vietnams, which is the Van Nuys Apartments. Okay. Van Nuys Apartments is turned up. That's the Coima's by rules. Turned completely up. And like Quick and them used to say, man, every hood got a ghetto, man. Exactly. We got a ghetto, man. Just we like Compton. Yeah. Just like Compton. That's exactly. I've always, how it I've is. always overstood that, respected that. The element that make our shit more tricky than other places is because we had the politics in place. But I knew it was fools everywhere that know what to do with this if they had it or that wasn't scared to do this. And our structure was just based on utilizing that energy to have a thing called game banging. And, yeah. and that's why it was like we was the ones. But you see how easy it is to replicate everywhere. Let me tell you this, what a lot of people understand. You know who McCormick's arch enemy was back in the days? I don't. Please share. Front Street Watts. I, I, I do know it's a valley front street through the years. It's out there Shout thick out. than the motherfucker. Yeah, so I that's what I'm that. saying. And it, you know, it's hard pressed for people to understand it, like how Watts beefing with McCormick. But the relocation and it's all down moves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So how do the whistles play into that? They on the outskirts. So was they, they the pan, up? They the panoramic cities. Did they fuck with the uh, front streets? Uh, you know what? 
Don't let me say that they did because when I was in the Valley, the Whistles wasn't there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Really, the only games pushing was Front Street and McCormick. You know what I'm saying? Because I was in the early 80s. The fact that we, you know okay, that's perfect. Quick. How do the OVGs fit in? I, I've been confused all my life as to what an OVG actually was. I talked to okay. D Slim. Shout out my cousin D Slim from Swan. He got a real Pacquima background yeah. from high school on. He's older than me. So I kind of asked him recently because I've been in prison with niggas from OVG. I've heard different perspectives on what they are, what they was. Can you okay. please clarify? See, this is what you had. The OVGs was the cast that came out there in the 50s and the 60s. And they just was old player cats, original Valley gangsters. gangsters not gangbangers. No, they wasn't. Player gangsters. That's what they was. Mm -hmm. So that's why you'll never run into a young OVG. Ain't no such mm -hmm. thing. You run into a cat, man, in his 30s, 40s, somebody from OVG. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. You wasn't around for that era. You know what I'm saying? You Shout out my around. nigga Green Eyes. You know the last nigga from OVG I remember when I was in Avenal when a young nigga Green Eyes. Yeah, Go ahead. The, the real OVGs, man, they 50 and up, 60, 70. 80 years so old. As Crippen and Blooden became prevalent, some of them chose opposite exactly. sides, and then there's no more OVG. They are whatever they were. That's what would, they're still OVGs. But they not, you know still not Crips or Bloods. No, they ain't Crips. But or you know that's the reputation. When yeah. you first start meeting, hearing about them, it's like they Crips and Bloods. And yeah. that was always confusing to me. No, it's not true. Okay. It's not true. You know what I'm saying? So OVGs remain OVGs, and then OVGs. some of them turned into Crips and Bloods and left. Exactly. Okay. And that would just be like having, Natural having, every shit. Yeah. having babies. But, you know what but I'm no, but see, what people don't understand is a lot of what the internet would consider, ah, is a natural progression and mutation of the culture. Yeah. I have best friends, right? That's from 97th Street that was born and raised on 97th Street more naturally than I was. I'm somewhat of an import based on my father lived in the neighborhood, but my mama didn't, and I live with my mama. Yeah. I got niggas that was born and raised on 97th Street all their life who are not from 970s Coast, but yet they are from something that him and his childhood friends created called 97 Young Niggas. Exactly. That has established itself as an accepted part of the culture, but at one point was a brand new, huh, huh, something that people might want to like. By the way, though, like, yeah. you feel me? Shout out to Biz, one and two, my nigga Herb, you feel me? Siege, all my locs, but I'm just saying it, I understand the way things take place and where they happen. The same way I'm comfortable telling the whole world I'm from Compton and LA. Yeah. That is not typically a politically correct shit to say for the streets. It can be perceived corny if you're not carrying it correctly, but well, it's my reality. Look at this. When cats really ask where I'm from, I tell them, man, a little bit of everywhere, oh, my, but nowhere my, 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 lately. Y'all see how this nigga look, right? Y'all told me, I met him on the black box, no face. This is our first introduction. You see how banged out he looked. I've asked him every smooth way I could where he from, and that's, he, I, still, I mean, he still ain't separated nothing beside the valley. You were just saying what you say. Give him the answer. Man, a, a little, little bit, of, bit of everywhere, but nowhere lately. I mean, like I say, when I was in hard, the pen, um, I, I used to that. tell Cass, I paroled the, the Lancaster in 97, mm. about a new Folsom. Mm. But when I went back to the pen, and Cass used to hit me, I'm out from Lancaster. I used to say that because I know it's perceived as nowhere, and I want you to look at me like that. That's I want my, you to play that yourself. Was my, that was my confidence. You know what I'm that was my confidence moving around LA. Where you from? G Unit Crip. Day. I know what it's perceived like. Huh? So what? Now what? Yeah. I, so I, I feel you. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Talk your talk. And so, I mean, I done lived in Torrance, Redondo Beach, Lawndale. Carson, L.A., Hartthorne. That, that, like, for those that don't know, that is considered the South Bay. But go you ahead. You know what I'm saying? 
Arizona, like I said, I was bounced around, but I stayed like, in you, the you, mountains. You, I, I want you to stop for a moment and realize how blessed you are when it comes to the richness of life. When you've been robbed of 30 years of your freedom due to dis consequences, of, I mean, decisions you made, and you can still announce you lived in many, that many places and you're still this young, you're blessed, bro. Just you know think what? about it. Most people that work that have done 30 years, that's only your age, can't say they've done everything else you just said. Check this out, homie. When I was in Corcoran Shoe back in uh, 2005, I sallied up with the homeboy Throwdown from Nutty Block. Now, we was in Nellis together back in the days, and we would be in the cell, and the homeboy is career criminal, ain't never left the block. He used to be in there like, he'd tell me a story. And I would talk to him and tell him my life experiences. And he would listen like a kid, like I was telling him a bedtime story. Mm. Because he never left the block. Mm. He never did nothing outside of nothing. Man, don't get caught up like that, man. All you baby young niggas. When I call babies now, I'm talking about everybody 25 and under. Don't get caught up Slow like down, that. Slow down, pump your brakes, man. open your eyes, smell the air. That shit stink. It stink. When you smell that stink, it stink worse. The further you get close to it, it stink worse and worse. Then you start to be able to taste the stink. And then when you sleep, you can smell it and taste it. It's only going to stink more and more on my mama mama. Think about this, homie. Like I said, youngsters, don't get caught up asking another motherfucker to tell his stories to you and you trying to live through him vicariously mm. because you didn't threw your life away. Like I said, I was selling with the homie Nutty Block in 2005, 2006. He's still in there right now. Mm, salute the cuz. Right two now. Two C's, ends two. You know what I'm saying? Free the real. Talented than a motherfucker. And guess I what? I say talented, man, the boy is The reality of it is, as, as terrible as that one story is, you can take it times a Google, and it's multiple and multiple and multiple stories that multiple. are similar or exact. And, I, you know, I've seen a lot of it because of the... I was damn on every level four in California, mm. but I didn't have level four time. Mm. I got points. There. You had level four points. Level four points. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My right. points got jacked up because I was always squabbling with the police. Insubordinate. You know what I'm saying? What, what was it about your character in the program that caused you to clash with the police that much as far as the much as the regular inmate does? Because I'm a man 24 seven. You know what I'm saying? And manhood is not necessarily respected at the capacity that it should be behind the walls. And every now and then, CEOs get a reminder of what a man is supposed to be and how he's supposed to treat another man. And it takes a certain type of man to have the courage to keep giving them the reminders when they encounter it. So I salute you. It's like this, man. I know it sounds unheard of to cast outside of the wall, but I'm banned from folk prisons. I'm banned <laughs> from Sentinella. I'm banned from Corcoran. I'm banned from Solano. I'm banned from Tehachapi. That means I can't never go they to don't them prisons. Uh, you don't, you, you, from you, getting you, off you, on you the police, every one of them. You get banned. You know what I'm saying? How do you get? How, how do you get banned for the place that is designed for the people oh, that get banned for it? <laughs> because what it is, they don't want my kind to influence. And I was just for to say that. So they get you at once and, you put it that I want y'all to notice this. I want y'all to notice this. It's head. not it's similar to Larry Hoover. It's not because of the ill things he's done. It's because of the influence, the the discipline, the determination, the the, the uh, ability to lead when he's purposed in something is what they see. Fuck the little mishaps that or that, that they call a, a, a crime or misbehavior. That's not what they scared of. They scared of the eloquence, the articulation, 
the strength, the individuality to be not from Compton, South Central, but to be from the Valley and still stand that 10 toes down, that's what they're afraid of. I don't want to support the individual as far as his character at all because I've seen a lot of current things about him recently that I don't agree with. However, I heard the nigga Tank, the R&B nigga, say something in a small clip on the internet recently that really resonated with me. And he was talking about how as a black man or a black uh, person in the part of the black culture that uh, Sam Snead can sing a record like, uh, stay with me, whatever that was. He did an illustration of that record. And he said, when Sam Snead does it, it goes worldwide. Yeah. He says, when I do it, it gets small bandwidth. And the reason he, he articulated was it's, it's because they're not scared of our anger. They're scared of our love. Exactly. When they see a nigga like you love your people and have a passion for their position in society and they view what that can be when you start sparking with you, I understand why they would view you as an enemy. Come on, we, we could take to the county jail. I mean, I'm banned from Supermax. I'm banned from North. I'm banned from... uh uh. One of the towers in the twins. I'm banned off the third. So are you considered house power in the county? Man, when I come in, this is what they do. You, take it over here. I don't go do the showers with everybody. They come escort me once I get up in that jet. And they'll go house me, but they keep their eye on me. I done been in high power, been all up under what they call sergeant's escort, where they couldn't come around me unless they had a sergeant, a video camera, and like three sheriffs walking me everywhere to go, everywhere to, I remember one time, man, I was in visit, and my daughter was like, damn, daddy, can we ever get a visit? You know what I'm saying? Without no, all this extras like this. Shout and out to your daughter. How old is your daughter, and what's she ooh, doing? What's her name? Ooh, Just show her some ooh. love real quick. Aaron McGuire, man. We love you, Aaron. Hey, hey, look, my daughter right now, man, is going to law school. She said, when she was a kid, come to visit me in Lancaster Prison. I want to become a judge to get my daddy out of jail. Yeah, we gonna get yet. that going, girl. Look, that is an look, awesome. Go ahead, share. Daughter please graduated share. from from Antelope Valley High School, running track, got a scholarship to Long Beach, went to Long Beach. Go Lay Lay. Hey, got her go BA. Lay got her go BA Lay in Lay. criminal justice. Hey, you know man. what I'm saying? Now she finna go to UC Davis to finish her law degree, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she doing what she's supposed to be doing. My daughter's on point. We get into it because she a Gemini like me all the time. But she on point, she handling her business. I mean, I'm picking up a lot of yin and yang in your experience, bro. Man, like man. I see you somebody that accept the good with the bad. I, I got do two kids and I do too. And one grandchild. Hey, it, man, I got two. Okay, you I got step, two. Man, you got me one step. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Girl or boy, yeah, grandchild, girl or boy. Man, both girls. I got one girl. How old? Oh, hey, they giving my son the blues too. They my give, daughter. Hey, they a Libra and a Scorpio back to back a uh, year apart. Jack, my Capricorn. Love you, Winter. My grandbaby. You my heart. They give my son the Blues, man. That's I mean, but, I mean, that's what he gonna get. Them girls is, is, is something right. else, man. I, and you know, I got my little baby, Kaden. And she finna be seven on the fourth of August. She in Vegas. My youngest is ten, Riley. Love you. And matter of fact, I can't believe it. My nineteen-year-old daughter turned nineteen today. Genesis, I love you. My daughter Genesis turned nineteen today. We finna go do our stuff in a minute. So I love you. I'm finna go get your bro and your sis. And I'm on my way. If you ever see this. You'll know what I was doing a few hours before I saw you on your birthday in 2022. That's right. Oh, mama, mama, mama. I like the fact that this is a natural segue into what I would like to discuss next, and which is you, you shared a lot of the dark side of your life and experience. Mm -hmm. I know that you're on a whole nother plane page now. Would you like to like kind of like share your transition and some of the things that you got on your plate now as far as positivity and what you're pushing? 
You know what? I, with my transition one day, it hit me, right? And he said, I said to myself, you know what? Everything ain't about you. Mm. <laughs> when I stop being what I call, you know, uh, uh, always thinking about myself mm. and worrying about my next move and started thinking about other people, it was like a wave came over me, man. It was a real transition. And I started this even when I was in the pen. You know, I've been to the pen, man, a few times. I got about four jokes. Mm. And two of those, I got reversals. Four he reversals he's not celebrating that. He's not stating that as a sense of accomplishment. He's no. just being transparent about his experience. Go ahead. I got two reversals. And one day I was sitting in a- You worked on them yourself? Yeah. Title 15? Man, I was pro per, man. I was pro per in Torrance and CCB. Um, you took Torrance on? I took Torrance. Torrance first one sent me to the pen. I Is gotta, it before they switched the judges from Compton to Torrance or after? This was in the 94, 93, 94. Oh, that's right. That's right before, I think, they, they switched okay. all the judges from Compton and Torrance. They swapped them out because of the conviction rate difference. But go ahead. Well, I got that conviction over time, man. And you hard. The, the homie Whiskey from Santana Block, rest in peace, man. He's he, the deal with Whiskey. Guy. Yeah, he gave me the game on how to get back, man. And when I go in there and work in Torrance, I'm back 18 months later on full reversal. They was mm. hot. They was hot. You Shout out my nigga Wolf from 6 8. You man, told me Wolf, earlier. Yeah, me and Wolf was Sellies and Pelican Bay, you know, man. Oh, man, wow, we was mama, in the mama. Pelican Bay shoot, man, back in 96, man. Me and Wolf was Sellies up in there. And man. I just want to give y'all a little background on who Wolf is. Y'all know where I'm from, the notorious, all that, right? First, all of them, right? Dig a lot. like, so therefore, the fact that I've been a public figure for quite some time and the fact that there's no way possible I could know everybody from the E-double. I am in a touch with a few people via social media, text messages that I have never set eyes on. And my homie Wolf from 68th Street, who has been in prison almost 30 years, is one of my um, closest comrades that I've never can recall personally looking in the face, but I've become familiar with him since I've been on the platform. Super solid. Cause, and, 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 please, before I'm, I'm gonna let you go. Since I met him via social media, whatever, maybe four years ago. Yeah. Cause it's not missed a motherfucking day as being an early morning, positive, motivational text to me. It's never in no copy and paste. It's always an original, solid, inspired, personal message. And I, when you got here and mentioned cuz name, it just made me feel good because I know the universe is connecting the energies that I'm tapping into. So I want to shout out my nigga Wolf from 68th Street and allow you to. Uh, you know who also does that to me? Trip Box from 76. Neighborhood to the neighborhood, 976. T Box, what's happening, loved one? Man, hit me every morning with the inspiration, of course. Every morning. I'm, you know That's what I'm hard. Me and him been rocking. We met back in uh, uh, when I came home from New Folsom. So that was uh, uh, 97. And we was taking a surgical collect, uh, no, not not surgical tech. We taking an EKG class together, yeah. and that's how we met and clicked up. Behind the shits? Nah, we was on oh, the streets. Was, we was okay. on the streets. I mean, I just came home, and I, you know, I gotta, I gotta change. So you telling me plan. right now? If I'm a certified EKG tech right now. I'm a certified U.S. Forestry firefighter right now. Just imagine y'all. Imagine. Right I, want, I want everybody that is listening to this whole podcast up to this point to realize how much time was robbed from the homie's life and then realize what he's experienced. And then after that, realize the potential of this energy being able to really be effective through them 30 years, cuz. You realize, you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, that's why I tell him, man, it ain't, it's never too late to never start over. Never too late. It's never too late to start over and get on your grind. Um, I 
tell all my homies that, everybody I see in the streets, I don't ever miss the opportunity to talk to these youngsters and give them my history and show them what I'm doing right now. You just mentioned your homie from Santana, and yesterday, God bless the dead, Eastside Crip and all that, We um, it was headline news that apparently two individuals, I believe, from Santana Block lost their life at Peck Park. Yeah. It personally resonated with me, not only because I was born and raised in Compton, I know Santana's and Chester Streets, and I know the whole layout. However, right in front of the world, I had a recent interaction with Baby Gangster, who was one of the most you know, yeah, notable, right. known, yeah. right, right, right. And we had a, like a real decent exchange in front of the world, and he became one of my locs now. We, yeah. we communicate on a casual basis, so the Santana's in, t in particular was current in my energy. And on top of that, I worked as a longshoreman in San Pedro. And um, all my life, my homies, we used to function at Peck Park as far as hood days. We used to go out there, which is in San Pedro. Yeah, yeah, I used to go to school out there, Cooper Continuation. Uh, back you in know the, the deal, yeah. right? So my kids went to Dodson too. Yeah, I went to Dodson too for about a week or two. Well, he seen that. He bad yeah. everywhere, all his life. Everywhere. That's all how right. I ended up going to Cooper Continuation okay. up out of Dodson. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I've been tempted for the last few months um, to just pop up on a Sunday because I know the homies be out there functioning. It's all under the uh, umbrella of peace and yeah. unity. So I always passed the park, you know, even when, before the homies was coming, and I always remember, like, oh, we used to come out here. And yesterday in particular, um, I was at work, and I was like, ah, oh, it's one of them days. And when I got to work, I had all the mind frame. When I get off, I'm going to slide up there. However, it was hot. I was in a UTR all day, which is like equivalent to a microwave. Mm. Yeah, it was sweaty, sticky. I'm like, man, I'm not going to that shit. And I went home. And by the time I got home, I seen headlines that apparently uh, some Crips lost their life. I know a lot of my homies be up there. I know this is typical type of news for L.A., but um, you mentioned your homie from Santana, so it just triggered my thought to think that that just happened yesterday. Yeah. And want to get your perspective on how common it is for us to come together for events that we consider fun and then for them to end with chaos, but yet and still, when we get the flyer, we still trying to get dressed to get to the next event. Exactly, exactly. Rest in peace, no, no, hey, lock, lock to the locs. I'm not trying to be facetious amongst this time, but did you see the female on, that showed up on the news and her son was? You know, they know how to pick them. Mm. They know how to pick them and put this perception out about us. They know exactly who to go to. I mean, I did a news clip one time, and they yacked it up because I was talking too expect? Because it's the weekend, and I don't know. I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm from Santana Block Crip, so... It's going to do what it do. Well, I hope your adopted son is okay. Cause I sent that to my nigga from Santana, and I'm like, cuz, this remind me of your mama, cuz I, I, my nigga got a mama, and she like, she from another company, Crip Hood, but she an OG lady just like that, same complexion and all that. So I sent it to the homie from Santana. I'm like, this remind me of your mama. He was like, that's Killer Cam mama, <laughs> shaking my head with a smile. Shout out to Killer Cam and his mama. I hope Killer Cam did not lose his life once again, I am not trying to uh, be lighthearted about what took place, but everybody can admit if you was watching her at that press conference and when you listening in real time and expecting or anticipating what she about to say, when she banged down a crypt like that, girl, I couldn't help but that shit was funny, girl. 
She do not look like she was from the Bang Tana like that. Am I lying though? Did you see it? Nah, you you know. Did you see it though? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Oh, I definitely saw it. She did. Was that unexpected? It was it was unexpected, but then it wasn't. It was understood because, like I say, these newscasters and these media's feeding off that. They know how to pick them. They know how to. She probably know. said that before yeah. that clip, and they and told they're like, her, "Let's run it again." Yeah, because I done worked on reality mm. shows and been on different video shoots and TV shows and whatnot, and they coach them. Mm. It ain't nothing reality about it. They it's coach these scripted people. Reality behind the scenes. Exactly. Yes, you're right. You're you know right. what I'm saying? You're I, absolutely I correct. Seen it. And so, like I say, man, they put this perceptive out. And we see it, but that's for the world. That's for the others to look at, to continually judge us as less being. Wow. They do this on I have purpose, I have a man. subscription to all type of content providers as far as cable, internet, and all that. Got big TVs in my spot, and they never come on. Never, never. But I, feel, I don't know why I have this like feeling like if I cancel the shit, I'm going to miss it. Yeah. But no matter, as long as I got the subscriptions, I don't have to watch it. But as soon as I cancel it, I feel like I need it. But I don't watch shit. Me neither. I'd rather create content than consume it. Listen, man, YouTube is my station. That's become the current energy for a lot of people. I don't watch nothing else, man. If my TV is on, it's going to be on YouTube. You know why I think we've, as a society, willingly accepted that as the new form and platform? Because we have all the control as far as what's being programmed versus schedules, times, and opposite Listen. side dictating what you can consume based on what they're ready to present youtube everything is readily available like there's no actual and it's, concept and it's basically to uncut uncut and you can pick and choose exactly what you choose to take in at any given moment you can look all of it some of it you can start over whenever you want i believe that is the main reason why it's more palatable to us in yeah. modern times. And listen, I made a video not too long ago speaking about that, man. These people have controlled our image since TV. You make videos where? You got a platform? Man, on TikTok. Uh, Give up your uh, handle so they know where to tap into your man, energy. I, they got me on TikTok under my real name, Theron McGuire. They forced me to use my real name That's on like Facebook. I did me on Facebook. Go ahead. Fa listen, Facebook. I you was say TikTok, and we uh, said Facebook at the exact man, Facebook moment. Facebook had banned me for like four months and told me yeah, I had my government name. They said, man, send us a copy of your driver's license, wow. your birth certificate, your medical record, anything showing Shout out your Lil JR. Y'all remember our guest, Lil JR, and what he's saying, another person who has spent a lot of extreme amount of time in the penitentiary. You see, y'all might have thought the homie was kind of like far-fetched with what he said he was going through, but here it is, slightly different elements, but people that have been subjected to the system who are strong, powerful, and influential all have stories that are not normal to where it feels like they're being targeted to be diffused as far as effectiveness. Hold on, man. Let me show you where this came from. I'm in Lancaster and I'm feeding the homeless, but I'm not, I'm recognizing how the police are doing them out there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They taking their stuff, they wilding them up. So I started making videos mm. about how they was treating the homeless and it was illegal to move them and confiscate their property like they was doing. Mm. Man, my video is getting 50, 60,000 hits. Mm, they don't like that. Next thing I know, I'm shut off. I got the notice. We need your birth certificate. We need some proving who you are. Would you consider yourself as an auditor? 
Some, somewhat. Somewhat. Because I have made them. I have made them. I have made them videos when they didn't pull me over. Okay. And, and I had to teach them. Did you ever politic correctly to where they were served? I did. Of course I did. <laughs> Come on, man. I didn't. Man, I didn't dismiss sergeants at my window. FTP, you can go now. FTP. You know what I'm yo, mama, mama, FTP. Oh, man. Yo, look, look. Mama, mama. And so you know that's what I'm known for. So what had happened was they told me that I couldn't get back on it, so I used my name. So me being who I was, I'm bucking against the system. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is I'm running to people in the streets like, man, where you at, man? You influencing my kids. I'm coming home. They taking our clothes, trying to pass them out to the homies because the videos you've seen. Mm. So that would brought me back to the platform. I was doing more good by being there mm -hmm. than not. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. But this is what I was doing, man. I posted videos. Man, I posted a video not too long ago, man. I was out of town. My neighbors called me. Hey, did your cameras, did you home? No, I'm not home. Did your cameras pick up what happened? It was a white cat at the end of the block who attacked some black kids. Hmm. They beat the dog shit up on they, they dragged his ass. As they police should. come out, and the police, Lancaster Sheriff's, tell the sister who owned the home that if she wanted to pursue charges against him, that they would go get a search warrant and search her house. So, of course, she said, not knowing her rights, I don't want to pursue it. Hmm. I put the video showing exactly how it happened, how the man ran up out of his house, Attack these kids got Molly Watt, sheriff's coming, not doing nothing about it. Mm. I posted this video on Facebook and Instagram. And guess what? A few weeks later, I got police coming up to my house and shining their spotlights into my cameras. Mm. Like, yeah, we know it was you and we blocking these cameras. Ooh, this is the type of shit that, that remind me of that old school KKK, good old boys, yeah, burning a motherfucking cross in your yeah. yard. Yeah. And, and, you know, but my thing is. Man, I don't give a damn. I'm pushing the line to lane here no more. Mm -hmm, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. Nat Turner didn't stop. Mm -hmm. Malcolm X didn't stop. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. they still living on to this day. Mm -hmm. So today, what I'm saying. Stop. Neighborhood stop, Nip man. didn't stop. Come I smell on, you, bro. George Jackson, Jonathan Jackson. Huey P. They didn't stop, man. Mm -hmm. They pushed it to the, and that's how I'm going out. Mm -hmm. I'm pushing it to the day I go. And Cash know me, homie. When I was in Y, man, I was standing on barbecue pits. You know what I'm saying? We had the brick picks in, 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 in Nellis. I'm standing on pits, man, and I'm talking to the brothers way back then as a kid. As a kid. I'm 14, 15 years old. You know what I'm saying? Preaching to the brothers about how we need to get there. They kicked me up out of TS. As soon as I, I mean, as soon as I hit 18, I was on a van going to TS. They said, you got mm. to get up out of here because you're doing too much. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I go to TS, get up out of there. But everywhere I went, I pushed the line, homie. Because mm. it's, it's, it's about our upliftment. It's about us being a man 24-7. If you're a man 24-7, you can accomplish anything. But when you sit there and compromise your principles for different mm. types of situations, you lose respect for the cast that's mama, watching. Mama, mama, and man, a, we being watched mm, all day long. That's what I want to remind y'all. We are being watched, recorded, documented, tracked. And everything. And everything are. else, y'all. Do not fall for the tricky trick banana tailpipe. The cameras is on. You have nothing to prove, especially if you're about what you're trying to prove. You definitely have nothing to prove. Lead by example, man. That's the best advice I can give to anybody that's hearing, watching, and wondering what their next move is. Oh, my, mama, mama. Yeah. All right. Because these other niggas, they'll let you browse. Okay. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if you kill a motherfucker in cold blood. Do his ass, right? I thought You hear what I'm saying? I will articulate to fix the fucking problem. It's a police and officer. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what this is. That's smart enough to do what I promise you. Okay? Yeah. Me and Charles been to war together. I've killed 13 men in my career. Okay? Ooh. Justified. Huh? Ooh. In my career, I have shot and killed in the line of duty 13.
16 different people. You just shot so many motherfuckers, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Justified, bro. Okay. Ask around. They, 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 they ain't gonna tell you no. What other motherfuckers say about you don't matter to me. I'm talking about me and you, baby. I, I'm telling you, 13 people on my on my numbers, okay? Yeah. It's justified. I'm talking about man had a gun, man had a Okay? You and him. You and him. Yeah. Right. Uh, got a big ass corn shootout, man. A cornfield over there. Jimmy That's crazy. Candace Owens. Candace, you beautiful, chocolate, articulate, intelligent, powerful woman of our fucking ancestry. How are you not aware that there is a fucking culture and system in place to eradicate us as black men and we do not get a fair shake from this judicial system and this law enforcement system? Can you imagine what you just heard, Kel? She's aware of, she just sold her soul. Okay. She okay. sold her soul. I agree. Man. I agree. Sold her soul, because she is too obviously intelligent and her, yeah. her, her general understanding for what common sense expresses is too obvious for her to take some of the drastic Point positions that she takes. You're right, bro. Don't don't never believe these house niggas don't know what they doing. Right. They know exactly what they doing, but their conscience is not strong enough to stop them from doing it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That fame, that money that they get, you know what I'm saying, from Massa will point them mm. in the direction that wherever Massa wants to You know what? And, and this is how forgiving I am and how much I wanted us to be us. I still be looking for rooms for people even like her. To have a path to redemption and be home. That's gonna like get your. Product, you know that's, what gonna, that, the, that's gonna get your head cut off. The Bible whooped me with that because I was raised under the concept of the prodigal son. You can throw yeah. it all away. Fuck you. Fuck you. And you still supposed to be seventy times seven waiting for forgiveness. Well, you know what? I'm glad I wasn't raised up under the Bible. Mm. Talk I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep it one hundred. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because everybody that's, in my opinion, that I have seen in my mm. experience raised up under the Bible. They too forgiving. Cause that is one of my most worst character traits that I have acknowledged is that I'm too forgiving. I cannot imagine in the spirit of what I see your experience was with being firm in your positions regardless of the consequences. I cannot imagine my experience had I not been raised under that motherfucker. When I compare my because I'm a hard-headed, stubborn motherfucker, but that was indoctrinated under that shit. Without that indoctrination, my motherfucking experience might have replicated yours a little bit more. I could, I feel you know, you. it's 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 a real cutthroat world, and you got to be cutthroat to make it. Keeping one honey don't mean you got to turn your back. Don't mean that you got to put up with shit just to get where you want to get. What mm -hmm. it means is you treat everybody accordingly. Mm -hmm. If a motherfucker ain't about shit, cut their ass off no matter what you think their benefit is to you. Cut mm -hmm. their ass off. Because you don't want to be associated down the line with no fuckery from dealing with somebody that's been on that fuckery. You smut your own big name. Spider, big Spider, Lil Slim Bat, Big Kiko. Y'all hear what he's saying. And y'all gave me the same message. Lady Slim Bat, my niece, 59th Street. You hear the message he's saying, I'm telling you, I hear y'all. Go ahead, I swear you. This, this is what I learned a long time ago, and I'm glad I learned it at a young age. That, man, when I used to be giving brothers the knowledge, man, a couple of them cats used to be running straight to the motherfucking pigs and telling them mm. what I was saying. And you know that saying that everybody can't go with you? That shit is real. Everybody can't go with you, and you can't feel Circle bad. Smaller, everybody can't go. Nah, hey, you, hey, you can't feel bad for driving on. You can't feel bad for shutting the door on them. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, if I got to convince you 
what's right and wrong, then you're going to be half-assed in the battle. I don't want no half-assed motherfucker around me, oh, period. My, 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 you know what I'm my. saying? Our third eye and our conscience tell us what's right from wrong. Mm. I shouldn't have to convince no grown man what's right and wrong. Simple and plain. What is it about the fact that I have an alcoholic beverage here and you chose not to partake? Do you not partake at all? I do not partake at all. How did you become a person that reached that point in your life when it's such a common practice? Well, you know what? It's, it's, what it is simply is this. I had an experience, man. They used to be have a club in uh, downtown LA off of Wilshire called the Cosby back in the days. And at this particular time, I was living in Harbor City. And Shout out to the Harbor City. Man, I drove home drunk. I don't remember how mm. I got home. Mm. And my experience in the jailhouse was this. I didn't want to be that cat to come walking up the 2000 flow, you know what I'm saying, talking about, I don't know how I got here. Mm. I was fucked up, and then they told me I killed six kids while I was intoxicated. That ain't going to beat me, man. I'm not going to take nobody's family out or jeopardize nobody else's life because I want to get high. I want to get I stopped drinking straight off the bat because mm. I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to throw my life away like that. I You, you know, you just gave me a whole other perspective on the word institutionalized. Usually that's a word that denotes a negative connotation. But when being being institutionalized causes you to make better decisions, yeah. institutionalized is well, not definitely you. a negative word. No, it's not. Because the whole concept is going through the institution is supposed to make you a better person. It's supposed to make you a better person. So that's deep. You have to do it yourself because there's no such there thing go. as rehabilitation no more there's in the system. Not. They don't they don't want to see you make it. Of course because not. If you make it, then you're eliminating their Security. Exactly. There's no longer a need for the institution at that capacity. Correct. Exactly. And it's a money grab in the first it's place. So why would grab. you try to d to destroy your money grab? Exactly. Right. But so that's the reason I don't drink, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my friends, they be mad because I be on their heads about it. But it is what it is. I ain't going to never stop talking about it. Can I tell you something? I admire Santana Blocks has been a part of the theme today. One of the most things that I admired about what I've learned to know about Turtle from Santana, the OG, rest in peace. Yeah, that's Whiskey Brother. Crip. That's, that's Whiskey, Whiskey Brother. Brother. Yeah. There's an old documentary that people are familiar with where they was following the Santanas back in 84 and talking and all that. And at one point, the, uh, the, uh, the person that was doing the interview referred to Turtle as a leader. And you know, me personally, when I hear all the stories about Turtle, I never assumed he would be so small in stature with such a small voice. Exactly. All the shit I heard about him, I thought it was gonna be a tookie exactly. type nigga, right? Exactly. So first of all, just seeing what he looked like is like a shock, like damn, that's cuz. But then what really impressed me, or what I can remember is, he was like, yeah, man, I don't like nobody calling me no leader or nothing, man. I ain't no, you know, I don't like that, man. He was like, man, I don't like when they say I got boys. He's like, I just feel like, man, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm the only one that don't smoke. I'm the only one that don't drink. Somebody got to do the thinking. That shit that was so motherfucking fly. It's real talk, homie, I don't smoke or drink. Yeah, that's I how the homies it. look at me. They like, somebody got to be, and that's going to be me. And as, because, as a chief in my army, you would be a type of nigga I would love to a point as to where I ain't got to think about a lot. Okay. Listen, at, at one point, man, I was Cat Williams' head security, homie. Shout out you to Cat Williams. My, if Listen. not my favorite, where there's a Williams, there's a way. One of my very favorite comedians of our time, cuz shout out to Cat Williams on oh, my mama, my cuz the truth. Go ahead. Man, his kids, they all refer to me as uncle. I'm still in contact with his kids. Shout out to, to his nephews day. and nieces, you know too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of them, you know, so, but you know, when you know the history of alcohol, it was put there to dilute our frame of mind. It was put there to take away our progression. You see what they did with the Indians, and you see what they do with us. And it's not, it's, it's not no mistake that it's a liquor store so on every corner. You know, you just gave me a now, think about it. The liquor store in the church, 
dipping our two biggest motherfuckers mm. downfalls. You know, you know what vision you just gave me? Come you just on. gave us a, a vision of us ready to point our guns a certain direction. They threw us liquor, and then we just start turning on each other. Come on, man. <clears throat> Think about the way people act when they get drunk, man. It's, you know it's what? A, this is not church. It's facts over feelings. So, you know what? So I gotta, you know, the cold part about it is this. Go ahead. Man. Let me tuck my feelings. They off. don't. Tell you, stop preaching to me because you're touching my feelings. Listen, man. Facts man. Over feelings. Let me tuck my feelings. Get them facts out there. Please hit, man. Man, hey, alcohol is on the level of cocaine, huh? Wow. Look out, look, look, y'all. I hate to be doing this at the moment him saying that, but god damn it. I'm keep talking. Alcohol and destroyed families continue. Like that crack to destroy them families in the eighties and nineties. Alcohol, alcohol has been more. doing it since the beginning of time. You know what I've just They get their bread off of it. That's why they don't never tell you how hurtful it is, how harmful it is to us. And at the same time, I just did a, I just did a DUI class and did a mad class. They have they it is out there, ready available. The information is well produced yeah. and pushed of how horrible it is, but yet and still we Why? live in a society where, guess what? People bungee jump. Yeah. You know goddamn well. When it, if anything goes wrong, it's over with. But people take that chance for the leisure. But I'm gonna tell you this, I'm ain't gonna let you just give alcohol a bad rap. <laughs> in a lot of ways, cause when you can't get a massage and you can't get a conversation that soothes you and you can't man, read a book, man, if you wanna relax. Man, book, books man. cause me so much stress. No, man. because it's all types of books, man. I read everything across the board, man. Non-fiction so, and fiction. Re reason, reading never puts you into a sleepy mode? Hell no, man. It excites me. It turns me up, man. Check this out, man. I used to read so many Westerns back in the day when I was into Hatchapi Shoe, right? I'm looking out the window and you see the mountains. Hmm. And I used to imagine the cowboys coming over hmm. the mountains and the Indians dogging their ass out. See, I knew that that entertained me while I was see, in there. And I knew that from reading think, books, man. Y'all, think y'all, the word institutionalized again. This is a Come brain, that's an imagination that was contained and trapped. You see how powerful the imagination that he possesses is, but then it was contained within a cage for 30 years. So yeah, it was able to transcend its actual limits and that's what kept him sane and healthy because he was blessed with a strong mentality and a strong yeah. imagination. Everybody cannot just look at some black and white letters and be blessed enough to, to just go there. Man, that's I, a blessing, bro. That's a blessing. I go there, man. Like I said, I read everything. And mom, like you say, the imagination is strong. Man, I was in Pelican Bay one time when we first got there and opened up the pod. Mm. And I was in the cell by myself. And I just been there laughing and shit. And I'm just like, hey, you got a celly down there? <laughs> like, no, nah, man. I'm in there watching some good time episodes in my head. JJ crazy wow, in the motherfucker. that's deep. And, man, I'll be replaying episodes and entertaining myself. Because like they say, they can lock your body up. They can't lock your mind. That up. is crazy. Like, to the general idea, that was a crazy thing you just said. But if you really break it down, what's the difference of watching the episode in your mind or watching it again on that screen? Exactly. Ain't that's no deep, bro. Ain't no that's deep. Oh, my mama, mama, I like that perspective. I really appreciate your perspective in general on God. Stay tuned to part two of me and Hitman. He shall be back. Um, I really appreciate you taking your time out to be here today. Like I appreciated your energy over the telephone in the black box. I appreciate it here on the Facts Over Feelings podcast. Uh, Anything you want to say? I don't know if they really, if you made it clear when I mentioned it earlier, where they could find you at, what type of movements you got. All right. Um, black business. I know one of your main passions that we get didn't get to is your passion for black entrepreneurship. And I don't want you to go too deep because I want that to be kind of like a theme of our next time be politics. So yeah. 
just you say your goodbyes and I'm gonna say mine. Man, I'm just shout out my business real quick, man. We got big hits hauling, man. I got a landscaping business, demolition and hauling, and I also own an auto mechanic shop with my homeboy J Rock up out the valley, man. That's RNH Automotive up in Lancaster, man. We doing full services on your vehicles and anything you need, we putting it down like that, man. You can catch me at Big Hister on IG. You can catch me as the Hood Orator on IG. Theron McGuire on Facebook, Theron McGuire on TikTok, man. I'm spreading knowledge, and I'm looking out for my folks, man. It's a beautiful thing. Keep up and catch up, and you already know where I'm at. Spotted Loke, Most Easty, the number seven on IG, YouTube.com backslash Spotted Loke, Most Easty. I'm also there with the Black Box Productions, and we're going to be here on the Facts Over Feelings podcast, politicking on the street TV platform, and all platforms where you get your... Uh, streaming podcast services until next time y'all do me a favor and keep it at google facts over feelings don't get mad get money be about your marathon at all costs love life on your pursuit to get to the bottom line oh my mama mama doodle the life we live in now is all about the money so what you gonna do when you ain't got no money your foreign cars and all the bitches they gonna leave you only thing you